I wanted to make sure I added a little addendum to the latest episode. There just can't be only one because it is so hard for only one person to be available for so many people that need fascial remodeling. I have done so much research trying to find other ways of doing this and I found a company and I mentioned them Atlas Balance and they work with fascia and I'm waiting on a call from them now but they use a tool and it it looks like it's a massage gun but it's so different than that and I've I've known individuals to use a massage gun but this sends like 4,000 pulses or something through your body, but it works on frozen shoulders and, and it goes deep into the fascial tissue. But you need to be a physical therapist in order to apply to use the equipment. So I'm contacting them to find out why. <laughs> I've been dealing with my fascia. If I'm willing to buy this equipment, couldn't I use it? So I'm sharing it with you so you will know that there is other mo- other ways to work on your fascia and I'm just trying to introduce them to you and you know that I have to be upset if my fasciologist who like I said I, I think the world of and I know when I see her for my appointment she is going to get me back into alignment I don't think my body is quite yet ready for Pilates. My fascial system is just too wonky, I guess, is the best way. And I have no patience. You know, that's why the body brain went back, you know, in order to make it work right off the bat. You're supposed to sit there for so many hours getting your body acclimated to this body brain. Well, I put it on and off and running I went. And then I got injured. I subluxed when we went over the speed bump and I couldn't get back into using the body braid. But I want so badly for others to experience this relief with fascial remodeling. That is why I am sharing this and I would not be so upset if I don't hear from this person if it truly wasn't something that is making my life better. And I was desperately trying to find something on television last night. When I was growing up, there was like three stations. And on Saturday, or was it Sunday, at 11.30, you waited to find out if it was going to be Shirley Temple, The Three Stooges, or Blondie and Dagwood. And that would dictate whether I went outside or whether I watched the movie. If it was the Three Stooges, I usually went outside and played. But there wasn't much to watch on television. Now we have access to all of these shows, and there's absolutely nothing, absolutely nothing to find to watch anymore. So last night I was looking for something because I've been stuck in bed for the past couple of days, and holding a book is difficult and things like that. So I started watching this show, on history and it was talking about how whiskey was created and uh, it was Jack Daniels and he was like a moonshiner and things like that 
And, well, I mean, he was, you know, making whiskey. I guess we wouldn't call it moonshine. But it was all these cool things. And then they talked about, they, they went from one thing to another. And then they were talking about the sex industry. I think it was called Sex, Booze, and... Maybe it was Sex, Booze, and Drugs, the History, or something like that. Educational television is what I strive for. But there was something about condoms. And I think the man was Julius Schmidt. I'm not sure of his name exactly, but he worked in a sausage factory. And they would throw the leftover casings onto the floor. Well, they had an issue with brothels back back then. And it was, I think it was in the United States. I want to think it was Pennsylvania. And they had a problem with sexually transmitted diseases. So he came up with the idea of taking the sausage casing and using it as a whole other thing for a sausage party. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, that's bad. But yeah, so he figured out that you would take the sausage casing and apply that over said body part, you know, and he made a killing on the side. That was his side hustle. So I guess I'm I'm looking for my side hustle. But what's so cool is that he made so much money selling these sausage casings as condoms back in like 18-something or another. And then he went on to have some big condom company. I don't remember. It was like Ramses or something like that. Ramses. But he developed this. This man that worked in a sausage factory came up with this awesome condom product by using a sausage casing. So, yes... It might take me a while, but if this man in 1800 and something or whatever could develop a condom out of a sausage casing, we can certainly work together to come up with some way to figure out how to get people in today's society when you can watch every kind of show imaginable on television and still say there's nothing on. We have got to find a way to have people educated on their fascia so that they can get better. And whether it's through these Ashley Black tools, whether it's through this Atlas Balance tool, I really don't know. But we, whether it's your own thumbs, I really don't know. But we will find a way together. And if, what, what did I say his name was? What, Julius Schmidt? If Julius Schmidt could make a, a, a killing off of sausage casings as condoms, in today's world, we should be able to somehow educate people and get these tools into the hands of others that know what they're doing. Again, I thank you so much for taking the time to listen. We need more than just one person, every few states and every few countries working on fascia. The man that I'm talking to now is in Sweden. We need more people to work on our fascia. So on that note, remember, if you're ever on Jeopardy and they ask you who created condoms out of sausage casings and you say who was Julius Smith and you win that million dollars, you just give me the, the message and I'll send you my address so you can give me your cut. Thank you so much for listening. Christy Lynn Hanchi, AWOL Zebra. Have a lovely day.